Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 227 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on July 27th, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Not much. All right. Ready for, for a fun-filled week of Disney news? Sure am. All right, folks. We are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. We have got a lot of Disney news to get to uh, this week. It's going to be an all-news episode because, I mean, there's just been so much news that's dropped. I like news. News is good. News, You know, they say no news is good news. I disagree. I say lots of news is good news. Hopefully good news. Well, it's good news for, for us and our show and having content to give to the people. There you go. Uh, I just got back from St. Augustine. I went, This is the first non-Disney vacation that I have ever enjoyed. Oh, good. You had a good time? Yeah. No, I had a great time. You know, like we always joke about, like, like what's the point of non-Disney vacations? But, like, no, I really enjoyed this one. It was fun. My whole family came down. Uh, it, it was great. It was really good. And they have Dole Whips in St. Augustine, apparently. I think they kind of have Dole Whips everywhere now. I know yeah, that's. Uh... I, my dad said they have them in Cranford somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that that's a. Uh, no one wants to actually say those words, but yeah, that's kind of everywhere. Yeah, it's not just a Disney thing anymore. I think Dole saw how like popular they were at Disney and were just like, okay. Yeah. There's no uh, you know, exclusive contract or whatever. All yeah. right, you ready to jump into the news? Let's do it. The news brought to you, as always, by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave by sending an email to DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. All right, worldwide news. You ready for this? We got a lot of worldwide news. Good. All right, not so good in the first one. Oh. Closing dates have been set for Happily Ever After and Epcot Forever. And when I mean closing dates, I don't mean temporary. They have confirmed that they are retiring these shows. I mean, Epcot Forever we knew was going away forever, but Happily Ever After, I think we all kind of assumed that after the 50th it was coming back. Apparently it's not. Apparently they're done. Yeah, you know, I mean, but think about it, right? The 50th is going to be how long? 18 months. Right. So, I mean, it makes sense that they're going to either go with what they have or something new or I get it. All right, so this is Epcot Forever and Happily Ever After will be closing in September to make way for new shows debuting as part of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebrations. Happily Ever After at the Magic Kingdom will have its final performance on September 29th, 2021. Beginning October 1st, 2021, Magic Kingdom will debut its new nighttime show, Disney Enchantment. That's going to be with the all of the stuff coming down Main Street and projections and all that great stuff. Replacing uh, Wishes, the 18-minute Happily Ever After debuted on May 12th, 2017. Epcot Forever will end its run with a last showing on September 28th, 2021. 
The show will be replaced by Harmonious, which officially debuts on October 1st, 2021. So we're going to have a couple days with no nighttime shows, I guess. Hmm. Okay. You figure they might have to switch over stuff. Yeah. Opened as an interim show between Reflections of Earth and the start of Harmonious, Epcot Forever made its debut on October 1st, 2019. So there you go. Are you going to miss All Happily right. Ever After? Uh, nah. No? I mean, I'm always, with nighttime shows, I'm always willing to see what the next great thing is, you know? I agree with you on that. I think a lot of people are really lamenting the loss of Happily Ever After, but I can't wait to see what they've got going on with this. Me too. Disney Enchantment. And eventually I'll remember its name without looking at my show notes. Character cavalcades now have set times on the My Disney Experience app. Hmm. Show times are now available for Walt Disney World's character cavalcades as their original purpose as a surprise and delight moment fades. Looking in the My Disney Experience app, the show times for the cavalcades are now available at all four Walt Disney World theme parks. So they'll say like Mickey and Friends or Princess Promenade or Promenade, whatever you want to say. This was originally introduced with the theme parks when they reopened in July 2020. The cavalcades were designed to offer some character interaction with physical distancing enforced. Disney did not publish show times to avoid guests crowding along the parade routes as they traditionally do ahead of parades. With social distancing now eliminated at Disney theme parks, it makes little sense not to publish the times. But with no more COVID restrictions in place, it begs the question of why do we even have cavalcades with full, when full parades and proper meet and greets could be back at the parks? This is from uh, www.magic.com that poses this question. So I will now pose this question to you. I prefer the cavalcades. More than the character experience. You're Listen, like I'm not a characters. I, I love characters, but I'm not a crazy parade person. Well, then why do you like characters in a parade? I don't know if I do. You just said you like the cal- cavalcades better than character meet and greets. Well, yeah, because they're fast. They go by. I'm like, oh, look, there's there's some characters. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I need to, you know, hordes of people gathering around for some drawn out parade. I, I just don't. I'm not super no, into that. But you prefer this better than yeah. than character meet and greets. Like, mm-hmm. wait in no, line, go greets. up, have your kids hug Mickey like. No, I love that. I was about to, that's what I'm asking. Like, oh no, I prefer that. Uh, I was about to say, there's no way you're you're actually. I thought you meant like the parade style. Oh, more than like Festival of Fantasy. Yeah, like I get it. Like, right. But no, like, why do you think they haven't brought back actual character meet and greets yet? If there's no more social distancing in the parks, I think they're slow rolling everything out. You know what I mean? I, I think that even though, like, yeah, hey, we don't have to wear masks and COVID is over, I think they're still kind of. I mean, why are they slow rolling any of these things? Why is there no fast pass? Why is there no dining plan? Why you know, why do we have any of these things? Well, it's also interesting to note that Universal and SeaWorld have returned to full capacity, 100% capacity, and Disney continues with limited capacity and the Park Pass reservation system. Well, the Park Pass reservation system's not going anywhere. You, don't, you think when they are back at full capacity, you're still going to have yeah. to make a reservation? Oh, yeah, that's here for, for good. I hope not. I really hope not because I hate oh, it. Oh, no, no. Trust me. That's here for good. I hate it so much with a fiery passion. 100%. Trust me on that. Why? What's the point? Uh, it gives them in an unbalanced world of, of people, right, where you have a majority of people right now, let's say, who want to go to Hollywood Studios. Right. Um, it gives them a way to balance guests. Right, so like October 1st, the 50th anniversary, obviously I could not get a reservation for Magic Kingdom. Right. But I got a reservation for Animal Kingdom, and I can then park hop at 2 p.m. as long as it's not full to capacity. Well, that's going to be interesting because I've never heard of a park being like so crazy that you couldn't park hop. Correct. That day is going to be the, uh, 
the the tell because I think everyone's going to be trying to get in. Right. So there's a chance that I might not be able to make it to Magic Kingdom that day. But if anything, at least I'll be in Disney that day. Right. All right. Opening dates have been set for some entertainment offerings at Walt Disney World. At Hollywood Studios, starting August 1st at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the wonderful world of animation makes a return to the park after dark. That was the projection show. On August 15th, Beauty and the Beast live on stage will return to the Theater of the Stars on Sunset Boulevard. Still no Star Wars Galactic Spectacular. I'm excited about Beauty and the Beast, though. I typically do that every trip. Yeah, I know. Uh, Magic Kingdom Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor reopens in Tomorrowland on August the 8th. And an Epcot Turtle Talk with Crush will be reopening August 21st at the Seas with Nemo and Friends. So we're getting, you know, everything's slowly coming back. Here's, a, here's something that I love when they do. Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary is coming to Orlando International Airport. I love this. I love whenever they do this. They did it with <laughs> Galaxy's Edge, too. I so, know. Disney and the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority, also known as GOA, have announced a new partnership to promote Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary at Orlando International Airport. Airport passengers will discover new Disney touches, including a wide-spanning art installation in the terminal train stations featuring favorite Disney characters, new magic engaging passengers as they walk through a glistening glow of projected iridescent light patterns, and an immersive photo opportunity with a recreation of a Disney ride vehicle. This is awesome. I know. In addition, Disney will be working with Go On, a new Magic of Disney store location opening with the New South Terminal Complex in 2022. Quote, Orlando International Airport and Walt Disney World share a commitment to the Central Florida community. We proudly recognize the outstanding accomplishment of our long-term partner as they celebrate this impressive 50th anniversary milestone, said Phil Brown, Chief Executive Officer of Goa. Collaborating on a commemorative presence at Florida's busiest airport means we get to be the first moment of celebration for guests flying into Orlando to be part of the spectacular fanfare. I really love whenever they do stuff like this. Yeah, I always think it looks so cool. And, and honestly, as someone who's going to be flying into that airport, it's such a nice little jump start to Disney. Yeah, really 100%. Like 100%. Like the magic starts the second you get off the off the airport off the airplane. And you get to go to the airport a lot. I do. Yeah. So you get to see it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll definitely be seeing it. Operating hours have changed heading into October for all the Walt Disney World theme parks. So they've updated the theme park hours through October 9th, 2021. Changes to existing hours this month are minimal, but here's a quick rundown. At Magic Kingdom, the first week of August has moved from 9 a.m. opening to 8 a.m. At Hollywood Studios, the last couple of days in August have moved to a 9 p.m. close to make the entire month a 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. operating day. Epcot has added in 10 p.m. closings for weekends throughout September. No changes have been made for Disney's Animal Kingdom. We've got some resort news to get through. Okay. Trader Sam's Grog Grotto has reopened as of July 19th, 2021 at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. The uh, the lounge has remained closed since the resort partially reopened with DVC rooms, but reopens alongside the main resort guest rooms as of the 19th. The tropical tiki bar is filled with interesting artifacts and exotic treasures where you can experience the South Seas through unique food and drinks. Operating hours are 3 p.m. to 12 a.m. daily. The outdoor Trader Sam's Tiki Terrace has also reopened. Now, have you ever gone to Trader Sam's? I have not. Really? You know, after eight PM, they don't. I think I think they don't allow kids. 
Or at least that's the um, way it used to be. A, I have kids. B, I don't drink. So I, I feel like I've, it's just never come up that I'm there. You know, I own, inside is really cool, but it's also really small and hard to get into. I find that the and of course inside you've got the the different things that happen on the walls as as people order the specialty beverages. But I find that outside on the terrace is so nice. There's a waterfall there. You know, if you time it right, you can watch the electric water pageant. Uh, they have some drinks out there that you're not able to get inside, and sometimes there's a ukulele player there as well. Hmm. One time I did Disney trivia there. They had like a trivia. Did you win? Oh, no. No, no, no. I was very disappointed. I was like, wow, good thing I don't ever call myself an expert. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, maybe one day. I mean, it sounds like the type of thing where, um, I mean, I feel like I should always add more relaxing to my trips. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But, you know, I probably should. So maybe one day. Disney's Swan and Dolphin Resort is going to get early and extended theme park benefits when those begin. Starting in October, as part of the world's most magical celebration, guests of the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin will be able to enjoy extra time every day in the Walt Disney World theme parks with early theme park entry and extending evening theme park hours. Until today, there have been some uncertainty as to whether the Swan and Dolphin will be eligible for this because it is not a Disney-owned resort. Right. So what does this mean? So extra mag- instead of extra magic hours, now they're doing early theme park entry and extended evening theme park hours. So starting October 1st, guests of the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin will be able to enjoy more fun with 30-minute early entry to any Walt Disney World theme park every day available at all four Walt Disney World theme parks. For early theme park entry, guests will need valid admission, a park reservation, and resort ID. Extended evening theme park hours also begin in October, where guests of the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin can enjoy extended evening hours, experiencing select attractions, shops, and dining after regular park hours. This is, of course, in select theme parks on select nights. Together with early theme park entry, guests of the hotels will get to arrive earlier and stay later to maximize their time. Specific dates and parks for extended evening hours will be shared at a later time. For the extended evening hours, guests are still going to need a valid resort ID, admission, and a theme park reservation for the same park on the same day. Of course, you can also use a ticket or annual pass with a park hopper option, provided you have already entered the park where you made your reservation earlier in the day. Both of these benefits will be available to guests of the hotel's newest addition, the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve, which opens later this month. I actually just drove by that the other day. It looks really nice. It's funny. It was in construction when I was there earlier this year, and now it's like... I know, t- taking rooms and stuff. I think it's crazy how fast they can put these things up. Yeah, I assume you've never stayed at the Swan or Dolphin, right? Uh, I have, actually. Believe it or not, when I was really? there this year, I did. Yeah. Wait, this year? Yep. How did we not talk about this? I don't know if we talked about it. I was there with some friends, and my buddy... Uh, oh, oh, that trip, is, yes. ...is really in with Marriott, so we stayed there for free, because it is a Marriott-owned property. Yeah. Technically, so. it is considered a deluxe Disney resort, but Disney does not own it. I gotta be honest with you. It was nice. I kind of get it in a way. It's not something a place I would want to stay like with my family. Just it's it is very much conventiony. Yeah, there is a convention you know? center there as well, and it's not much. It's like a business hotel. It's a really nice business hotel. It is not like a fun Disney hotel, but that's okay. Were you in the Swan or the Dolphin? I don't remember. What I find to be really cool with the Swan and Dolphin is like like from the outside in the front. You're like, oh, okay, that's something. That's an interesting looking building. But when you like are on the friendship boat in the back, you see like the way it looks in the rear of the building, and it looks so cool and different. 
Like, yeah, I, they're I just, nice. I just really like the way it looks uh, from the boat or when you're walking. It's I, I don't know. I've always wanted to stay there, but I don't know if I ever will. All right, before we get into the theme park specific news, we're going to take a quick commercial break here from our wonderful sponsors and be back with more of the news. More Two Men in the Mouse is coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. It sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in in 2008, and in that time, has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with, and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50%. 
versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hello, humans. My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... uh, Well... I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the monster world, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonsterAndFriends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! This is Bill Farmer and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. We're back with more of the news. Ready for Magic Kingdom news? Because we're going to be here for quite a while. Cool. I'm going to let the music keep playing because I enjoy listening to it. Installation of the 50th anniversary crest on Cinderella Castle is now complete. I'm assuming you've seen this. I have. What do you think about this? I don't mind temporary changes like that. I thought it was a little on the nose, kind of like when they had the, the Epcot or the 2000 on Spaceship Earth. Um. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But still, I mean, you know, it's a temporary change, whatever. But So Disney has installed the 50th anniversary crest on Cinderella Castle at the Magic Kingdom, completing the castle's new look ahead of the kickoff to the celebrations on October the 1st. Disney has installed 113 pieces of new decor for this 50th castle overlay, with work beginning earlier in the year. I mean, you know, it's no birthday cake, but it's something. Yeah. I mean, it's not nearly as offensive as the birthday cake. So, Why do you think the birthday cake was more offensive? You know, it's pretty funny. I showed, I was looking through a photo on the other day, and my kids saw the Epcot above the uh, above Spaceship Earth, right? So bad. And they were like, oh, my gosh, what is that? And I'm like, oh, you know, they, they actually it said 2000, and, you know, then it said Epcot. And you yeah, remember, like, Ethan, I think, was, like, a baby when that, like, was taken down. Abby was before she was born. They were just laughing at how funny it is. I'm like, yeah. It was for a few years, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it, I think it was for, like, two or three years. It's a little magic wand. Epcot. I know it's just so not cool. Like I get you the know? 2001 because it was the year 2000 and Disney was all like Disney 2000, like every everyone yeah. else was. Yep. But man, when they kept it going with that Epcot thing on the side, who do you think we was were finally- so bummed out? Like uh, when they went from 2000 to Epcot, we were like, oh. Who do you think was finally the person that was like, hey, maybe we can take that down? Oh, some somebody very smart. Yeah. Work is currently underway on a refurbishment of the partners statue. This doesn't get refurbished very often. I saw that. Sounds cool. Sounds like it's a multi 
step process. Yeah, so last week we saw the sculpture had been stripped down to the bare metal and cleaned. Uh, and now the patina is being reapplied with the next step likely to be the final protection and coating layer. This highly photographed statue will be fully refurbished ahead of the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World starting in October. So there was a sign that they put up that said Partners is receiving routine care in preparation for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. The process of removing oxidation buildup from painted bronze is intensive, involving multiple phases to strip the sculpture to its bare metal before cleaning, reapplying patina, and coating the entire figure in protective polymer and wax. We thank you for your patience as we ready Walt and Mickey for the big celebration. We've got some reopenings in Magic Kingdom. Okay. Food reopenings. The Cheshire Cafe and Prince Eric's Village Market have now officially reopened. In Fantasyland, the Cheshire Cafe offers the Cheshire Cattail, most famously, which I finally had one. They're delicious. They are wonderful. Uh, with a cup we of coffee, like it's even better. openly looking forward to this on our trip. They, it was still available in Cosmic Rays, so you could you could get the Cheshire Cattail and experience Sunny Eclipse at the same time. Hmm. I mean, that's how we did it, because that was the only way to get it when we were there. Right. But. So the, here's the uh, menu. The opening menu, the Cheshire Cat Tail at $5.49. The Curiouser and Curiouser Slushy, which is Minute Maid Frozen Premium Lemonade and Fanta Blue Raspberry topped with whipped cream. Fanta Blue Raspberry topped with whipped cream. $5.99. You have Joffrey's Coffee Cold Brew, where you can add a a flavored syrup, either caramel or vanilla. You have orange juice, Twinings of London Hot Tea, freshly brewed Joffrey's Coffee, or bottled water. Operating hours for the Cheshire Cafe are currently 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. Across from the Little Mermaid, Prince Eric's Village Market is also now open. Menu items include turkey legs, pretzels, fruits, and slushies. Operating hours for Prince Eric's Village Market are 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. Uh, so they have a turkey leg for $12.49, a jumbo pretzel for $9.49. Now, this is not a Mickey pretzel. This is a jumbo pretzel. And you can get cheese sauce with that for another dollar. And then there is the mermaid slushy, which is frozen blue raspberry and frozen green apple, topped with whipped cream and a mermaid tail. You can also get a pickle for a dollar ninety nine, grapes, a frozen blue raspberry slushy, or a frozen apple slushy. Any of that? Uh, any of that? Yeah, I want the pickle. You want the pickle? Yeah, I figured. You know, a pickle for two bucks, not bad. Yeah, no, sure, not bad. Fun snack. Jungle Cruise, the changes have come to the Jungle Cruise sign. <clears throat> the, uh, where it used to have a spear, uh, spears and an African mask, it now has just the Jungle Navigation uh, Company's logo with, like, the the oars and the, the steering wheel of the ship. They've also now made it the world, it now says World Famous Jungle Cruise Tours on it instead of just Jungle Cruise. And I'm sure we'll say Jingle Cruise at some point. Hopefully. Did you watch this new Disney Plus series behind the attraction? I haven't yet. We kind of want to sit down and watch it as a family. So we haven't had a chance to dig into it yet. I'm an episode and a half into it. I'll give you my little review here. (coughs) You know, the first episode is the Jungle Cruise. And it's interesting, but it's also very much a commercial for the Jungle Cruise movie. And, like, it's very obvious that that's what it is. And the it's good. It gives you good information. The narration is a little silly. It tries to, like, be funny. 
Wow. Okay, and that's I'm, a little bit of a bummer. And I'm like, oh, don't do that. Just like tell me stuff. Like I wanted this to be like the Imagineering story. Like, just tell me. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, it is, and it is, but it's like the Imagineering story if it tried to like make yuck yucks. That doesn't make me happy, but I, whatever. I know it's it's depressing. I but, did watch the Imagineering story here at the shop last week again. Uh, I gotta, okay. I gotta, I gotta finish that. I never finished it. Oh, the last episode's the best. Which one's the last episode? Which just goes over a lot of the Galaxy's Edge stuff oh, okay. and Pandora. And, you know, it's kind of current time. The new Tomorrowland concrete design is now heading toward the central hub. All of the cog-shaped patterns on the ground have been removed and replaced with a simple long gray strip of dark concrete along the center bordered by a lighter shade on either side. Underneath the sign, the concrete is shaped in a diamond pattern. Construction has been underway on this for several months, and it looks like the project will soon be complete. Man, good. I'm really. Uh, who do you think? Like, do you think it's Chappic who's just like, oh my god, that those gears? Why are there gears? Like keeping them up at night. I hope not, because I would really not like him. Um, Get those gears out of here. Yeah, I'm hoping there's some like crazy scientific reason that they had to do this. I uh, mean, there's two things I hate in this world: gears and Trader Sam. Get rid of both of them. Maybe he just really likes smooth concrete. You know, the, yeah, maybe, 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 you know, like, or maybe it's just part of this, like, streamlining of Disney turning everything into Target. Right. Could be that. Because, you know, universe forbid anything be fun. Be Our Guest is now getting an extend, external refurbishment. Uh, the scaffolding is now currently up around the restaurant because they're improving the outside. The Be Our Guest restaurant is the second of the exterior refreshes in this area following the refurbishment of Bonjour Village Gifts earlier in the year. Despite the exterior work underway, the restaurant is open to guests as usual during the work. And by that we mean it's open for dinner. It's still, I believe, not open for breakfast and lunch. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. I'm pretty sure it's not. Hmm. I'm not. You know what? Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. But I've only seen it for dinner. FastPass Plus kiosks have been uncovered around the Magic Kingdom. I thought this was a little strange. The original FastPass Plus kiosks that are dotted around the Magic Kingdom continue to be uncovered, further fueling speculation that Disney may be preparing its next generation of ride reservation system for Walt Disney World. Over the past couple of weeks, we've seen kiosks uncovered on both sides of Tomorrowland near Buzz Lightyear and the former Alien Encounter area. In Adventureland, the kiosks outside the Jungle Cruise are also now uncovered. None of the kiosks are powered up during guest hours, but this doesn't mean the testing has not occurred out of hours. Disney's Mobile Genie app is likely to be the primary method for guests making ride reservations. Still, as with FastPass Plus, some guests will require a physical in-park method of obtaining reservations, which the kiosks may well serve. So there you go. We might be nearing this, uh, this announcement. All right. Are you as afraid as I am? Um, trying to be optimistic. I mean, we could try, but yeah, I, I know if it'll work. The Hall of Presidents is set to reopen next month. Uh, with very pre- excited about this. Yes, me too. President Joe Biden joining the Hall of Presidents of the Magic Kingdom in August as the attraction reopens from its eight-month update. According to Disney, creative teams have been busy programming an audio animatronic replica of the president, pairing it with a delivery of the presidential oath of office recorded at the White House by President Biden himself just for the attraction. 
and every detail comes together to create a realistic and symbolic glimpse into the office of the president through the years, from the carefully tailored clothing to the props, documents, and furniture placed throughout the stage. Next time you visit, you may notice the table next to President Biden is adored with a few special items, each with their own significance to the president, including peach blossoms to represent his home state of Delaware and a pair of aviator sunglasses as a nod to his proclivity for them. Epcot News. The Epcot monorail is officially reopened for business. There you go. Very excited about this. Monorail Blue departed from the Transportation Ticket Center on July 18th at 9.55 a.m. for its arrival into Epcot at 10. Operating hours are currently one hour before park opening and to one hour after park closing. Very excited to have this back. I'm excited to go on it, too. I haven't done it yet, but I understand that you get like a really cool glimpse of like the work on Future World. Oh, okay. Which I hadn't even thought about. I mean, last time I went on it, I videoed it. Because I wanted to see all the construction. And honestly, it just made me really depressed. Because it's just a landfill? Yeah. Well, Epcot's opening times are changing. In the latest Walt Disney World operating hours update, Epcot has gained two days in August 2021 with a pre-11 a.m. opening. On August 7th and 14th, Epcot will open at 10 a.m. with a 10 p.m. closing. The park is typically operated with an 11 a.m. opening in recent months and a 10 a.m. open with a 10 p.m. close is the longest hours the park has seen since it reopened in July of 2020. With a 10 a.m. opening, rope drop is likely to take place at 9.30 based on current opening patterns, which see a 10.30 rope drop for an 11 a.m. opening. The August 14th extension is likely in place to cover an expected higher-than-usual attendance due to the Magic Kingdom having an early 6 p.m. close. A return of more early opens would be a welcome change at Epcot, with the park previously opening in Future World at 9 a.m., world showcase at 11 a.m do you think that eventually we're gonna get to the point where you know we're 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 back to a 9 a.m opening i mean i would think so i i think an 11 a.m 11 a.m opening is kind of crazy but i think it also kind of goes hand in hand with all this other stuff that we're talking about right as to why they aren't you know why are i'm assuming by not opening until 11 we don't have to pay cast members to be there this is also true so, you know, I, if Epcot's going to not have heavy, you know, demand of people, like I can't see them really bring, you know, why would they kind of go through this? What I'm, I don't know. What I'm curious about now is with Epcot opening at 10 on these days, World Showcase still open at 11. Well, I mean, it is how it used to be, yeah, you know, but, you know, how things used to be or not how, is not how things are. Right. Here's an interesting statistic for you. Guardians of the Galaxy, the the roller coaster, has now entered its fifth year of construction. Hmm. To put this in perspective, I'm pretty sure Galaxy's Edge was built in less time. Okay, well, first off, in that five years, though, you do have COVID, right? Yes, you have one year of COVID, but even take that entire year out. But even so, like COVID also means, you know, cash drain. Right. You know, it's not like Disney, like, constru- I mean, they outsource probably a lot of their construction and stuff on some levels. So, I mean, it doesn't mean people were always available. True. I mean, honestly, you could, it, I mean, who knows, you know? So, some people were taking pictures of the construction from the monorail, and the, there's no exterior work done. Right. Which is crazy to me. Well, I mean, how weird was it when James Gunn said that they hadn't shot the footage for it yet? 
Yeah, but James Gunn also realistically thinks he's going to get a Harley Quinn group team-up movie made. So I don't really go by what James Gunn says about <laughs> anything anymore. So as seen from the monorail, you get a look at the area just outside the main building. A lot of work has been happening behind the walls here. And from the pictures we've seen, it appears to have been cheap, chiefly utility work so far. Originally announced in July 2017, the more than $400 million coaster now enters its fifth year of construction. Disney has yet to give an opening date, but expectations are that it will open sometime in 2022. Here's one of my favorite pieces of news this week because it's so interesting to me. The the American Adventure Rotunda is now a restaurant. Right. So the Rotunda Bistro has opened today inside the American Adventure Pavilion in Epcot's World Showcase. The central indoor rotunda, typically home to performances by the Voices of Liberty, is now set up with tables and chairs to provide an elegant dining room to accompany an equally elegant menu. Served from the lobby just inside the main entrance, you can order a chilled smoked shrimp salad, a wild mushroom and truffle tart, and a chilled crab and avocado parfait with caviar, a glass of domaine Carneros Cuvée Brut Rosé, wow, that is pretentious sounding, is also available as a pairing. The addition of indoor dining spaces for this year's Food and Wine Festival is designed to offer options to guests during the frequent summer storms that impact the operation of the usual outdoor kiosks. Indoor air-conditioned spaces are available for this year's festival at the Odyssey, the American Adventure, Morocco, and Canada. In further Epcot food news, the Tangerine Cafe and Restaurant Marrakesh have reopened in the Morocco Pavilion. Okay. Have you ever eaten in any of these? No. It's actually the only place in Epcot I have not eaten. I've eaten at the Tangerine Cafe, and I liked it. So the Morocco Pavilion at Epcot is back with two of its long, shuttered locations reopened as part of the 2021 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. The Tangerine Cafe, Flavors of the Medina, the pavilion's original quick service location, serves a variety of small plates as one of the global marketplace kiosks. So it's not really reopened. It's just kind of a kiosk now. It's just a food and wine location. Something. Seating is available both indoors and outdoors at the restaurant and in the recently refreshed Central Courtyard. Restaurant Marrakesh, the pavilion's original table service restaurant, serves as an indoor space to eat and relax, but it is not directly serving any food. So there you go. They're just using it as a seating area. Okay. The original Tangerine Cafe closed on October 2020 as the pavilion's third-party operator struggled in the wake of the COVID shutdown. Disney has since taken over operations of the Morocco Pavilion and is making a series of improvements. Animal Kingdom news. We got some news from the Kingdom of the Animals. What is it? Festival of the Lion King is adding more performances. Uh, There's going to be adding more daily performances of a celebration of Festival of the Lion King later this month, beginning July 31st. Performances will expand from six per day to eight per day. The first show will begin an hour earlier at 9.30 a.m. with a shorter midday break to accommodate another show. The full schedule from July 31st will be 9.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 12.30 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m., and 5 p.m. The show is still a modified version, which does not include the Tumble Monkeys and Aerial Axe, which also means it does not include Kev in the audience. <laughs> Come on, Festival of the Lion King without the Tumble Monkeys? I know. I don't want it. Don't want it, don't need it, don't care. Let me Maybe know one day back. they'll be back. Let me know when it's back, and then I'll be back. 
We talked about the baby hippo that was recently born, but now we have added a baby gorilla to this um, this ongoing, growing animal family at Disney's Animal Kingdom. The, it is a western lowland gorilla, which was born a day after the hippo, completely stealing its all of its thunder. For real. Both newborns are healthy and under the supervision of Disney's animal care team. Gorilla mom Azizi gave birth backstage at the theme park Tuesday uh, that Tuesday afternoon in July and introduced the baby to the entire family troop soon thereafter. The infant may now be seen on stage at Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail. Azizi and the baby's father, Gino, are also parents to the infant's big brother, Corey, who was born in 2014. A hippopotamus calf was also born in the park's Safi River on Kilimanjaro Safaris, joining nine other hippos in the family, or bloat, including Mother Tuma and Father Henry. It's kind of weird that like the moms have like these really cool names and the dads have very common names here. Have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah, Azizi and Gino. Tuma and Henry. Disney's animal care team is giving both mothers ample time to nurse and bond with the newborns, uh, with the gender and weight of each new arrival still to be determined. Both sets of parents are paired through the Species Survival Plan, a program that is overseen by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. The plan ensures responsible breeding of vulnerable and critically endangered species, including Nile hippopotamuses and western lowland gorillas, to help create healthy, genetically diverse populations for years to come. I like I like th- this program because it gets us babies. Definitely. Hollywood Studios News. No actual news, just a rumor. Kenny the Pirate is reporting... Uh, that he believes that Jingle Bell Jingle Bam is going to be coming back this year because of something he saw on the website, which said something about it coming back in 2021. But of course, nothing has been confirmed by Disney about this. I don't. I can't see it. Not with them already doing the the lighting up of the Tower of Terror. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Honestly, I think they were looking for an opportunity to retire Jingle Bell Jingle Bam because it, it's kind of bad. So says Kevin. I mean, yeah. We got some outside Walt Disney World news. Disney Cruises are set to set sail once more from Florida next month. Disney Cruise Line will be resuming sailings on August 19th, 2021, with the Disney Dream departing from Port Canaveral to the Bahamas. Vaccinations will not be required, but Disney will be requiring pre-trip and embarkation COVID-19 testing. Guests must provide proof of a negative COVID-19 PCR test paid for at the guest's expense taken between five days and 24 hours prior to the sale date. Uh, now, PCR test currently is about $98.33 per test. Guests are then required to undergo a rapid PCR COVID test at $65 at the terminal prior to boarding. Guests with positive COVID-19 test results, as well as those in their travel party, will be denied boarding. Guests who are fully vaccinated may choose to provide proof of vaccination in order to be exempt from pre-trip and embarkation day testing requirements. Increased physical distancing will be implemented and cast members will be wearing masks indoors. All guests ages 2 and up, including those who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, are required to wear face coverings indoors on the ship. Exceptions include when guests are in their staterooms or actively eating or drinking while stationary and maintaining an appropriate physical distance. Face coverings are not required for guests outdoors while on board the ship and at Disney's Castaway Key. Face coverings may be required in ports of call based on local government requirements. Check-in and virtual queues will be implemented by an upgraded Disney Navigator app. So there you go. It'd be cool if they were like, and you have to wear masks in your stateroom. Could you imagine? (laughs) That'd be something else. All right. So that is the news this week. It's a lot of news. We had a lot of news. 
It was like 40 straight minutes of just news. So, I for one am glad that we got through it. Me too. How did you like the ending of Loki? So it's great. Yeah, I think we're going to have to get into some Loki spoilers here, folks. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, please, you know, fast forward or end the show. You know, we we're gonna we're gonna harp on this for a little bit. I am all in on this Kang the Conqueror stuff. Me too. I thought I didn't like it, but then like five minutes in when I kind of realized that they were setting up like a really bad Kang, I was like, oh, no, this is cool. Well, yeah, at first I was like, wow, he's kind of goofy. And then I was like, wait a minute. This isn't the Kang that we're getting. Right. This is just like a variant that was keeping the other Kangs at bay. And now we're going to get like real Kang. Right. I'm assuming we'll see real Kang in Quantumania. Yes. Which apparently has started filming. Oh, nice. There are now rumors that Loki is going to be in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but I really don't think it's going to happen. I have not heard that. Um, I don't think it's going to happen because I think we're just going to pick Loki up on Loki season two. Yeah. Which I'm glad there is one. I'm glad they're doing a Loki season two. Sure, me too. I also now think that the reason we haven't gotten a Spider-Man trailer yet is because the ending of Loki needed to happen to reestablish the multiverse. I don't know about that. I don't think there's anyone that would actually watch that trailer that wouldn't know that the multiverse is coming, especially when Doctor Strange is titled The Multiverse of Multiverse Madness. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I don't think that has anything to do with why we don't have a trailer yet. Did you see that Spider-Man action figure that just came out uh, that it's like a Doctor Strange Spider-Man? Yeah, so he's the black and gold. It's a Hot Toys figure, and he has yeah. like the mystic webs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really hoping that that's going to be in the movie. Well, it is. I, um, yeah. We've seen that, I believe, in both Lego form and the Hot Toys. Um, so obviously it's going to be in the movie. I'm very excited about that. I think that like, I hate the costume, to be honest with you, but I'm OK with it. Whatever. Going into this uh, Doctor Strange, uh, going into this multiverse arc, I think that Doctor Strange is going to be a lot more important. Sure. I, I, think... well, I mean, you know, he was supposed to pop up in, in WandaVision, right? Kevin Feige said that. Oh, was he? Yes, the commercials that. in WandaVision were actually like cries for help to Doctor Strange. Interesting. Even Feige came out and said this. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, I think, you know, Strange was supposed to be kind of heavily involved. Do you think Wanda, though, is going to continue to be like a good guy or do you think they're grooming her to be a villain? Nah, I think she's going to be a good guy. Okay. I, so, Kang, do you, how do you feel about Kang as a follow up to Thanos? No, it's, I don't even think they're attempting that. Well, he's the new big bad. I I I don't know if that qualifies you as a big bad because you're a villain in more than one, you know, movie. Um, I I I don't think that that's even what they're trying to do here. They still haven't announced an Avengers movie, which is a little concerning to me. Right. You have a lot of stuff going on. You know, a lot of movies coming out that are going to have literally nothing to do with this yeah so i it's not quite the same all right i get that your next your next big bad will be doom of course oh i hope so i really hope so i really want them to do secret war eventually i will suppose that's what the russos want to come back for so yeah because then you have to start introducing the beyonder and stuff like that i think that'd be great oh i think they're going to do more of the modern secret wars the god emperor doom secret wars oh okay Bends reality a little bit would allow them to bring Iron Man and Cap back, even yeah. just for one or two movies. Yeah, that's that where things go with it. That makes sense. All right. Anything else you uh, 
got on your mind or wanted to? No, I don't got much going on. on. Yeah, no, not a lot going on, huh? You gonna watch Jungle Cruise? Uh, hopefully, I'll hopefully get there to see it. I, I just, it's not like big on my to do list. Okay. It, it's really weird. I have not seen many rock movies. Oh, I don't mind rock movies. I I, and it's not because I don't like him. I love The Rock. It's just I just kind of don't ever get to his movies. They're not really usually like my cup of tea. Well, you're watching uh you're watching this behind the attraction. Is yeah, I watched an episode rock? and a half like a week ago and I haven't gone back to it. So Is it cuz he produced it? No. No, I like The Rock. That's the thing. Like I don't dislike him. Hmm. I don't know. Did you see Hobbs and Shaw? No, God no. Did you see I have Fighting never, with, I've with never, My Family? I've never seen a, a Fast and the Furious movie. Oh, they're wonderful. Yeah, no, not 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 for me. They they really are great. They're wonderful popcorn movies. I really don't that, care about cars or driving fast. I don't like, either. You know me. None of that. We said at this point that's not even a, an element of the movies. Anymore. Okay, it's just complete absurdity watching these movies. I I find it very entertaining. Yeah, I don't like Vin Diesel, so. Oh, I do like Vin Diesel. I, I actually like how, like, you know, he <laughs> just seems like such a weird he guy. He said something um, about, like, teaching The Rock how to act. And I'm like, that's yeah, great. I'm like, he is just dying for The Rock to punch him in the mouth. I feel like it's got to be difficult, though, doing those movies and having the Fast franchise, you know, be his thing, right? Like, it's The Rock's thing. Yeah. And yet, I mean, uh, Vin Diesel's thing. Yeah. And you here you bring in The Rock, who's also another bald guy who's, like, bigger than you. Like, that's your Vin Diesel saying he's a big dude. The Rock's way bigger than oh, you. Totally. He's, like, a and better the, actor than you. He's, like, a better looking actor. guy. Like, I, it just must stink that you bring in, like, you know, this guy who's just a much more perfected version of Vin Diesel. It's pretty funny. Oh, I think it's hysterical. I definitely think it's hysterical. <sighs> All right, my friend. You about ready to, to hit the road for this week? Yeah. You know, it's a, I got to process all this news that yeah. we put out. All right. Well, then, uh, that's going to do it for Too Many of the Masters Week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you love our friend Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics over in Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to Disneyland, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, Walt Disney World, any Disney resort throughout the known world, or Universal Orlando, check out our buddy Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. And if you're going to be renting a crib or stroller on an Orlando vacation, please check out our friends over at Kingdom Strollers, who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney resort. And of course, for me, folks... The Ross and Annie series is available now uh, in Kindle, paperback, and audiobook format. You can check it out on Amazon. Uh, and the Morty Monster YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Morty Monster, for all of Morty Monster's uh, fun Disney adventures. So, uh, well, that does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? Nope, let's do it again real soon. All right, please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives, and we will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.